Are you serious, Josh? What? Josh and Pete? Oh, the theme? No, 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 no. Like, when, have, so, no, 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 no. So, listeners, stuff. listeners, so, just so you know, I'm, I'm Pete. Um, when I'm we, when we, when we do these episodes, we don't play the intro at the beginning. That's something we do in post-production. That's counter to the continuity you established in the last episode. Yeah, I was lying, all right? I was lying. I was lying, okay? canon. Anyway, um, so, I was saying you know, that. The Menace j- is going to be all over us. <laughs> the Phantom Menace. They are no, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. Stop it, Josh. <laughs> Stop! I'm mad. I'm mad. Um, so I had not listened to um, the, the new, new the new theme, and then I'm like, oh, cool. Let's see how it sounds. So I'm driving. I'm driving, and then like, let's just plug in Pedro Boys, and then what do I hear? With Josh and Pete. So. Uh, it doesn't even... Uh, okay, alright, that's it. That's all I, I have. honestly thought you'd be madder about... And this was not... This is not a microaggression. This uh-huh. is more me... Look, cards on table. I'm taking piano lessons. So I just like playing piano. I'm having fun playing piano. Uh, but the, the, the last chord there, when I say Pete, is a little higher. With oh, Jordan. so it's a double... It's a... Pete. It's a, just, so it's, it's, it's a, a double whammy. I'm just proud of myself for being able to play piano a little bit. You it's know what? How about this? How about this? How about this? Mm. Um, let me do. I'm. I. I demand. I'm gonna do Diego Boys. Okay. Okay. All right. But you have to. You gotta keep the. You gotta keep the, the, the music part intact. It's the same music for both themes. It's just different instruments. Yeah, it'll be different instruments. Mine will either be ska or me screaming in a bunch of different EDMs, like. <laughs> I'm gonna change it up. I, don't know. I just thought it'd be fine. Change the words. Um, when I recorded the theme for Po Boys, I came up with it on a run, and then I came home and I just recorded it on my phone. Uh, and I don't think I did a second take. It's just like a very quick thing. You famously uh, said, "No second take. You just did it." Yeah. And a lot of people love uh, the the intro. Uh, Pedro Boy's theme, second take, but not not Pope Boy's, not the Pope Boy's theme. Um, so I that the order of the names, even when I recorded that, did not put any thought into it. It just came out Pete and Josh, and obviously because you go by Peter, but Pete, you know. Pete and Josh. I don't know. You know, Paul boys with oh. Peter and Josh. With Josh yeah. and Peter. Uh, yeah. yeah, like yeah, like Pete. Peter and Joshua. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why are you saying like that? <laughs> Peter and Joshua. Oh, um, with Joshua and Peter. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but I'm sorry, listeners. Um, second time listeners. Um. Yeah, I for wonder that if little... we got any new listeners for the Pedro Boys stuff. I haven't looked at the oh, stats yet. Uh, a quick little um, note before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, for those international um, listeners of ours, stop listening. Um, I did not realize this, that Disney Plus isn't released internationally for like four months. Uh, so if you... They don't, they don't have any means? 
I mean, pirating, but like, um, and I guess downloading from like the iTunes site. Um, but that's not like Wait, one. Is it online? Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. Is one's it li- like, yeah. I haven't. I honestly haven't checked because you know I have Disney Plus. Um, but see, and I thought about last episode saying. Obviously, spoilers for Mandalorian, because it's a Mandalorian recap type thing. Hopefully, people... I should have just said that to cover ours. Ho- hopefully, people who didn't see Mandalorian were able to kind of put together that we were going to talk about yeah. it. But yeah, I if, mean, if, we, we watching, if you don't have Disney Plus yet. We were not like those idiots on Twitter that are like, let's show the baby. That, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah luckily, like, I did not come across any of that. Because you... I was already going to avoid Twitter, and then you doubled down. You were like, no, don't go on Twitter. Because I didn't... Uh, my girlfriend is a, a very intense schedule, so I wasn't able to watch it like immediately. We watched it Tuesday night, but not until like 8.30 p.m. or so. And I was at work all day. And, and so, yeah, I, I stayed off of Twitter. But, yeah, it seems like people are fairly blatant about <laughs> showing that stuff. And it is, yeah. I do wish, it seems like it's dropping basically at midnight now or like. Oh, midnight on Thursday night. Is it, or, because it seemed like it was available, this episode, it seemed like it was available by Friday morning, that people were watching it. Um, well, I know I the... wish that weren't the case, because, I mean, it's a Friday, like, I got a whole day, I'm not gonna, I can't, I'm at work, like, I can't watch it until the evening, um, which, but, I mean, I mean, there are plenty of people that can't watch it during the day, I guess, but it just seems like, like, now, every Friday, I know... Well, I can't go to I can't go to any of the sites. I can't go to any of my sites because there might be something because it's brand new freaking Star Wars and it came out in the AM. So I, you know, part of me wishes that it would come out at like I don't know six PM or seven PM on the stream service. But yeah, yeah. that's um, a losing oh, battle to complain. Yeah, but um, just so for for our international listeners, um, All if you ca- one of you, um. Well, I haven't looked at the stats. Um, we have um, a few too many, um, somewhere in between that. A and few too many, not too many, not T O O T O. A range, a few, hyphen many. Yes. Yes. Um, so for Last those, the record was so good. This one's going off the rails. Well, this one is. It's only been fifteen minutes. Between the two. This one, I had a lot of rage because the first one, I knew what was going to come from this one because you were like, oh, I'm super excited about this episode. I'm like, me too, Josh. I have I have a bone to pick with you about the intro. Uh, <laughs> so we had a lot of different energy in between our our um, our le- the last episode we just recorded. Mm-hmm. But um, I am super excited about this. Um, so today we yeah, are covering... Um, chapter two. Um, the child. This one the, has a title. Yeah, so it seems like we might be getting titles from the rest of them. So, so uh, question to you, Pete. Usually, in our episode titles, yeah, we put the title of the episode we're we're discussing. So for Star Wars Resistance, you know, it's <clears throat> season two, episode seven, the Relic Raiders, is what will be the name. Of the uh-huh. Last week's episodes, Pedro Boys one. Or Pager Boys Chapter One. Do we want to put for this episode Pager Boys Chapter Two, The Child, or is that still a little spoilerish? Do people not want to know the title of the episode? Can, they don't. They didn't put the. They didn't release the title of the episode in advance. 
Yeah. Before it aired, it was all just chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. And a one-sentence synopsis. Um, I feel like I guess probably err on the side of caution and maybe not put it. Maybe just put chapter two. Yeah, we can do we can do I mean, chapter two. The child two. does not give away. Again, spoilers if I haven't seen it. Little Yanni. Little Yanni. Which is canon. I mean, it's brilliant, Pete. I really got to hand it to you. That it is Yanni. I'm looking at it in the episode, and I'm like, yes, this is Yanni. Yeah, like, oh, Yanni, <laughs> get over here. <laughs> How do you keep getting out of that crib? Hey, Yanni, stop. Did you just fall out? Yanni, don't eat that frog. Oh, gross, that Yanni. Was, oh, my gosh. This um, great. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid little Yanni. Get out of the way, Yanni. I can't believe he ate a frog. But, I mean, he's um, 50. Freaking 50-year-old baby. Like, so, this episode... Does Yoda's mom have to, like, breastfeed for 50 years? It's insane. Also, Yanni is not that much smaller than Yoda. Like, compared to the size disparity of a human baby and a human adult, uh-huh. Yanni and Yoda are... Fairly similar in size. So yeah, I guess when he's standing next to no, no. Day, he's pretty small. Yeah, he's pretty small. I think I think there's still Yoda's probably like maybe 33, 40% bigger. Yeah. And granted, you know, he's he's fifty years old, so I'm sure yeah. I'm sure the other ones look like a little amoebas. Mm-hmm. So this um, title official description is Target in hand, the Mandalorian must now contend with scavengers. And so to me, when I saw that synopsis, I assumed, based on the footage we saw before the show, and correctly in a way, but in another way, not really, that it would be the Trandoshans. Those two Trandoshans, or three, I guess it was, that he fights. Uh-huh. I thought that would be the episode. Uh-huh. Was that, and again, just like last episode... The story goes, they, they've done a really good job of not releasing enough footage to give a clear direction to the narrative, which is exciting. Every episode, I, I genuinely am not sure where the story's headed, particularly after the end of that first episode. I now have no perceptions about, and at the end of this episode, no perceptions about where the show is going, like what the oh, overarching is. And that's I, exciting to I me. disagree. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I think that literally this episode is just... Like, the show is just going to be protecting little Yanni. Like, next episode or mm. episode... Like, it's, it's eight episodes, so it's like... Right. You know. But, I mean... They'll be like... Protecting yeah. little Yanni is a very large umbrella, narratively speaking. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do with little Yanni, you know? Yeah. Like, in one episode, little Yanni... Um, your bo- your you know ship that you're going to transport little Yanni in could be picked apart by... Little gremlins, and then are you ha- they on Tatooine? And then you have to go and grab them. Are they on Tatooine? I don't think so. So Jawas are just everywhere. I mean, like al- and sand yeah. crawlers are just everywhere. Um, or just on all desert planets. Well, we know that um, Jawas aren't on Jakku. But- Do we? Um, I we think, only see two places on Jakku. Yeah, but like the expanded universe but, stuff, um, because they named like a lot of the parts of that world, because they like named like one area after like J.J. Abrams' dad or so- something. Right, Calvin Ridge. Look, I'm not trying to stereotype Jawas. 
I am. They, they suck. To me, to be a spacefaring group, they seem more like Ewoks. Is it Ewoks all over the galaxy? No, the because they, they have technological proficiency. Sure, but not necessarily spacefaring. I mean, I guess they took apart a spaceship. I guess they knew what to take, so maybe they do. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe they are, but I don't know. Was it Tatooine or not? Do we have a name for that planet? I don't think we do. And on the one hand, we talked about this last week, I, I can appreciate that they're not uh, plastering the name over the planet when they lands on it like they do in Rogue One. I mean, that wasn't horrible, but it it popped, popped out as kind of not being very Star Wars. It stood out to me. So I, I'm cool with not having a title card for every planet. But you figure a line of dialogue somewhere in passing or something. And I guess, I mean, I guess if they really wanted it to be Tatooine, they'd have a moisture evaporator somewhere or something. But I don't know. There's Jawas and it's the desert. Is Tatooine? You know? I don't know. Yeah, um, I just don't think it is based off of the mo- the monster they go after in this episode. But that's why would that thing live in a desert? Yeah, so that's. I a- mean, I guess you could say the same of Banthas. They're also very hairy. Yeah, which just seems like it'd be miserable. I guess it left left underground. Um. So one thing I'll add before we continue this episode mm-hmm. is direct. So they have. For most of them, um, just a, a one-shot director. Um, um, so this is Rick... That's not necessarily true. There's at least two people who direct multiple episodes. Okay. And then the rest are... Dave Filoni and this guy, Rick... Fabujiwa. Yeah, I, I apologize. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I don't have it in front of me. He directed Dope and... Um, maybe something else for now um uh, he's directing two episodes dave filoni's directing two episodes it's four episodes there and then you got taiko tt bryce dallas howard deborah chow chow she may also be directing two uh-huh I'm not sure but those that's the those are the directors but, Any, yeah. but anyway this is um we had dave filoni the first one mm-hmm. um who that was his first um uh, take at live action you know he's only ever done animation yeah. And then we have a person who does, um, I like smaller films, and um, I guess would you say like race-related films? Um, I mean, Dope certainly dealt with that kind of thing. I'm trying to think of what other. Um, I'm not sure what other movies. He did, he did. Brown Sugar and the Wood. Brown um, Sugar is a TV show that Agnew Verne produces. I knew that. I'm not sure what the wood is. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Rick from the Yiwa. So th- th- American director. So this is not a person that, like, is somebody that's done, like, big action scenes before. Which, right. it kind of, it does show... signed onto the Flash movie for a second. Yeah. I think he dropped off of that, but yeah. But it does kind of show in how personal, like, how, um... It seems so personable, all these scenes. Like, it's not like these big landscapes. It's kind of the characters are in the moment, focused mm-hmm. in on what is happening to them, which I really, yeah. really enjoyed. Like, it, it was a very centered and um, tight story. 
for episode two. Yeah, it's super straightforward. Not a lot of dialogue. I think probably the whole first half of the episode, probably no one actually says anything. <laughs> um, yeah. I also got to point out the first chunk of this episode ripped from Lone Wolf and Cub. I mean, not not to say rip it ripped off, but it, it is it is the essence of of Lone Wolf and Cub. They're leaning very heavily into it was a manga and then it was a series of movies. We actually just watched the the movie series this year, a few months ago. I sat down and watched. I think there's six or seven of them, but it's it's a lone samurai and his son who he pushes around in a stroller. And in the movie, he weaponizes the stroller, so the little kid hits a button and like blades shoot out of the stroller and oh, there's wow. like a Gatling gun in the stroller. They're incredibly violent movies. Well, I mean, very violent exploitation films. Uh, they're they're good. I mean, they're in the Criterion Collection. So it's, they're it's, hard R. It's like um but, like a Don Quixote esque. I don't know. Um, situation. Yeah, Don Quixote. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of it. I didn't realize there was a kid involved in it. Uh, well, he had his um his sidekick. What was his sidekick's name? Was his sidekick a baby? No, 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 no. no. Lone Wolf and Cub is it's. Yeah, it's a it's a fallen samurai who takes up life as an assassin. Uh huh. With a with his baby son, <laughs> who he he pushes around in a stroller, and it's it's I mean so yeah obviously the beginning of this episode. Him and Sancho Sancho Paza, yeah. Mm. Uh, that's that's that the vibe I was getting from it. Yeah, but anyway, I I I thought it was kind of cool. I don't know if it was to make anything of it, but. Uh, um, the samurai films and western films are obviously a very big influence on Star Wars at large and at this show in particular and they keep talking about the man with no name and they keep talking about Yojimbo uh, the man with no name being Clint Eastwood's character in the Good, Bad, the Ugly trilogy of movies the first of which being Fistful of Dollars and Yojimbo is uh, a samurai movie by Akira Kurosawa starring Shishiro Mifune and Fistful of Dollars is a remake of Yojimbo it's the same story but you take the samurai you turn him into a gunslinger and kind of almost in the universe of this, particularly, you get a little into the mythology, a little into the culture of the Mandalorian in this episode. It felt like almost in-universe, as in the real world, where they take a samurai term into a cowboy, this kind of felt like, okay, within Star Wars, we're going to take this kind of Jedi-ish narrative, make a Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Um, and they're taking, you know, they're taking the Jedi samurai type. And they're almost remaking, so to speak, that into a gunslinger type. I mean, it's obviously not a one-for-one -one remake of any kind of Jedi narrative we've seen, but kind of a rebuilding of the Star Wars protagonist in a way that uh, Fistful of Dollars was a rebuilding of you know, Jimbo. Um, yeah, interesting. So I don't know if we want to do a blow-by-blow -blow of this, um, or if we kind of want to talk... There's really not much to say, right? I mean, he's got the baby. Two Trandoshans show up to try and kill the baby. Three Trandoshans. Three, yeah. Spice off the Trandoshans. They have a tracker like he did, so obviously other people are looking for the baby. Other people are Yeah, he's for the pissed. Baby. He's, yeah. Goes back he's to real ship. mad. Ship's been scrapped by Jawas. Tries to get the Jawas. Just gets clowned on a sand Let's crawler. rewind for a second. Goes back to let's, let's rewind for a second. <laughs> okay. Um, or, sorry. Okay, stop. He, I want to talk about his gun. His, that, the, the rifle, rifle uh, all kinds of weird ammo yeah because in my favorite being the dr manhattan ammo um where what they just vanish appears to dissolve people down to their like atoms, atoms? yeah 
Um, did, Though, did the Jawas do the TT? Did he solve that Jawas cloth? I think he shoots a Jawa with it, and the body goes away, but the rag's still there. I don't know, but the Trandoshan is just gone. Uh-huh. And no, I don't think they do do the Utiti. Utiti! I also, to me, in A New Hope, I remember Jawas having orange eyes. Is that a thing? And I'm not going to look it up. Have Did I ever tell you I about my, um, my fight with, um... Um, a Jawa at the episode three um, premiere. No. <laughs> um, so I saw episode three. Episode three was when we were in high school. Um, so I got to go to like a Thursday showing. Um, Humble brag. And um, we're in line, and these two kids—they're like seven years old. They're dressed as Jawas, and they're just—they just keep going. Utini. And I'm like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> and then I do this thing where when I was in high school, I'd be like, you better hold me back or I'm going to take out this Jawa. Yeah. Um, and that stopped in high school and you never did that again. Uh, Certainly um, never as an adult. Yeah. And I was like, you better hold me back or I'm going to go episode two on these Jawas. Um, and uh, the two people I, I went to see it with, we've talked about that a couple times. They're like, remember that time you almost like beat up a six-year-old? And I'm like, oh, you mean that Jawa? We don't know their age. <laughs> um, this reminds me of a story that's related to Star Wars, but not at all related to what we're talking about. But speaking of Star Wars-related fights, uh, my girlfriend has a story she tells. I think it was like in third grade where they had a trivia contest. <laughs> in in their class and one of the questions was when does star wars take place and one of the team said a long time ago and my girlfriend said no star wars takes place during the american civil war <laughs> because it says civil war in the in opening crawl or whatever oh no no it says and civil war she, and she managed to argue so passionately <laughs> That they gave her the point. Really? Yes. Yeah, that sounds like um like her. Yeah, because she said it says civil war. It says civil war. So, anyway, and then she beat up a Jawa. Um, the Sandcrawler whole sequence. Once again, oh, we have this guy. It was so he got good. Clowned. He gets clowned. It was so good. It really. Did you ever play the Super Nintendo Star Wars games? You mean the one that was like impossible to beat? Yep. There's a there's a probably for like twenty minutes. Yeah, there's a sandcrawler level in that game, and it is very and it's looped, and you're kind of hopping up the. It's very similar, and they pop out of windows and stuff. It it definitely made me think about that. But yeah, that sequence was great. It was a really cool, adventurous kind of. That was great. That was great. He got clowned. I I mean, they're really. This is not. They really could have phoned it in. Made this guy gruff, cool. Always on top of things. Always there at the one-liner. He gets clowned. Up, literally up and down that sand crawler. He gets clowned. Yeah, I mean, if we had done a bingo card for Mandalorian, um, mm -hmm. he definitely could have almost been irrevo irrevocably clowned. <laughs> um, but all of that is, it's so good. You're seeing all the weaponry, too. He's pulling out all the stops. Mm -hmm. And so, um... And then he gets to the top, and he's outnumbered like fifty to one, and they electrocute him. And he falls off. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting too. That like, 
the Jawas kind of practice pacifism. Like, they don't really try to kill anybody. That's true. Though, do they have that capability? I'm, I'm I mean, sure. I assume if they needed it, they could have it. Well, they, they also, they, they I mean, in episode one, we saw all of his weapons. They took all of them. That, oh, yeah, they did. Yep, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. so. He the closet and all the weapons are gone. They, yeah, they could They could have irreparably clowned him with his own weapon. Yeah. Um, which, is that, a, is that a personality thing, or is that a plot hole? Um, I would, I'm gonna, for the sake of the show, say it's a personality. Knowing that dirtbag John Favreau, it's probably a plot hole. But I'm gonna be, try and be positive about this. Oh, I mean, quite frankly, they probably just assumed he fell off a sand crawler. He's dead. So, Josh, go back to fast-forwarding, explaining the episode. Fast-forwarding. He electrocutes him, falls off the sand crawler. He's passed out for, like, all day and night. And he's like, ugh. Wait, hey, this is horrible. I'm going to take this baby back to that old guy, Nick Nolte. I will not learn the name of that character. I will call it Nick Nolte for perpetuity, which is not necessarily fair because I assume that there's a, a person playing that character, and Nick Nolte's obviously just a voice. But I don't know who that person is. They don't seem to be in the credits. I don't know. Uh, goes back there. Yanni eats a frog. <laughs> Best thing I've ever seen. Nick Dolan's like, I've never been a warrior before. You got well, uh, okay, drink. stop. So that, so that scene where Yanni eats the frog, there, was... uh, there are very few times where I'm screaming at a television, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then, was, uh, then I, I think I screamed like, let's go. <laughs> um, and Yanni is just. What and then trick. let's all, and that is a, let's also talk about Yanni's um, pimp my ride, that little like floating yeah cr- little floating crib stroller yeah. um, because when Yanni's following um, the Mandalorian as he's chasing the sand crawler, it's just so funny. I mean, eventually th- yeah, it, that thing can move. Eventually, you know, he can't Yanni can't keep up, but like it also has Bluetooth technology where like <laughs> the Mandalorian can just like move it left and right. So going off of how um, openly this show is wearing its influences on its sleeve, and speaking of Lone Wolf and Cub, I, I, I suspect by the end of the season that that stroller will sufficiently be pimped and weaponized. I, I feel like they're going to end up going full Lone Wolf and Cub, and somehow that stroller will be made uh, combat ready. I'll go one step further and say that her universe or the Disney store is going to make that a crib and sell that at Celebration this year. <laughs> that would be pretty intense. Um, so meet up with Nick Nolte, just the nicest fellow you ever did meet, shirt off his back, yada yada. He's like, I never met Mandalorian before, we gotta go trade. And he brings the Mandalorian on a little scooter ride. It's quite a tableau they got there. The Blurg, he's riding the Blurg, towing like a sled that the Mandalorian's sitting on with a stroller in tow. Mm-hmm. They go meet with the Jawas. Well, there's a flash flood during that too. Oh yeah, a lot of rain, which makes me yeah, which is hilarious. Tatooine. Has it ever rained in Tatooine ever in its life? But who knows? And they got a trade, even though it's his own stuff. And then... Um, the Mandalorian, I don't even know where he gets it from, but he takes out a soapbox and he stands on it and he starts talking about the Second Amendment and how guns are his religion 
and you'll pry from his cold dead hands and don't tread on me and, and separation of church and state yeah it's 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 a lot um they pow out with the jawas to try and trade for his stuff back they want his armor the metal that i keep forgetting the name of um Bezka. Bes- bespoke bespoke metal we'd like bespoke, bespoke post metal. metal you find fine gentlemen <laughs> and he's like no way and then they're like, we'll take the baby. No, no way. This isn't the Babadook. And then they decide that they want the egg. The egg. We want the egg. We want the egg. Which sends the Mandalorian on a mission to get the egg. And this is some of the footage we saw in one of the trailers. Him fighting this giant rhino creature. Which I can appreciate <sighs> from a tying into Jango Fett kind of thing. You have Jango Fett fights the uh, Reek. In the arena in Geonosis, the rhino-type creature. Uh-huh. Oh, they're not the same? I guess they're not no, the same, because not. this one's the hairy and that one... Horns. It's yeah, got yeah, kind yeah. of mandible-ish uh, horns, and it's more reptilian. This is covered in fur and horrible. And at this point, during this combat sequence, where, again, the Mandalorian... Pretty sufficiently clowned. Uh, yeah. Is saved by the confirmation that little Yanni... Can use a force, picks up the rhino, and then. The I thought it was so funny. I thought it was so funny when that happened too, because last week you were like, "I hope little Yanni is not force sensitive." Yeah, my my, my and, girlfriend and I both were kind of like, I don't know that I like that every Yoda is a force guru. And whatever. I had just like listened to that part, and mm-hmm. then I watch that, and I'm like, "Oh man, Josh is so so." Um, I mean, it's upset. Fine. I I loved it. Yeah. I'm like, when he did that, I'm like, let's go. When I'm not like, I'm waiting to find out if this is actually like, is this an organic Yodaling, or have they oh, if it's cloned, more nefarious, have they cloned Yoda or have they cloned Yaddle? Is I, it a clone? I I don't think they're gonna. Um, it's not going to be a clone. Yeah, I hope not. I'm, I'm so curious. I was thinking about this, um, the other day. So this movie is set six years after episode six. Mm -hmm. And then episode seven is like what? I think 16 years, maybe, maybe a little less. It's real time, right? Since whatever the distance between the release return jedi and force awakens i think is the same in and out of universe maybe is it like a full 30 years no 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 it's not a full 30 years um yeah it must be no they because they put ray and um kylo at like multiple years below what their actors are right but they're both at least 20 yeah so that would put well, Kylo was what born right after. I don't think um, so. I don't he was think born like immediately after. I don't. Yeah, I don't know the timeline. Anyway, Keep let's talking. say Keep let's say out. for like fifteen years. All right, mm-hmm. let's say in fifteen years, episode seven happens. Um, like does is Yanni one of the Jedi that was there? Um, what happened to that Ethorian baby from? Um, Star Wars Rebels that they save. Yeah. I, you know, like, is that a Thorian one of them, too? Um, where's this Force Collector person gonna be? Where's Broomstick Boy? Like, where, where are all these people 
when episode nine ends, you know, where's Broom Boy? Where's Baby Athorian? Um, where is little Yanni? Where's this force collector book guy from that book that I'm not going to read? You know, that's four. That's that's uh, who am I kidding? I'm going to read it. Um, <laughs> so that's that's four force users that are kind of out there and have not been, you know, their fates have not been sealed in the movies whatsoever so yeah I'm, I'm very i'm very curious about that yeah and i i did look up i confirmed it is 30 years between return of the jedi and um or 34 it's 34 years between no 30 30 between return of the jedi and force awakens so i mean there's 25 years between mandalorian and force awakens there's plenty of time for that but i mean also you know it's 50 year old baby how much difference is 30 years really gonna make it probably be a toddler then an 80 year old toddler maybe it's a lot of frogs to eat in between um, but it's like it's like luke intimates in last jedi the, the idea that the force belongs to jedi or the sith i think there are probably i i gotta want i gotta think based on in clone wars it's sort of implied that like most people in the galaxy never even see a jedi like a vast minority of people in the jet in the galaxy are jedi they represent a very small percentage of and so like, i have to imagine a majority of Force-sensitive people in the galaxy probably do not end up aligned with either of those religions, Sith or Jedi. I mean, obviously not Sith, there's sure a few Sith, but I would think most Force users or Force-sensitive people probably aren't either. And they um, never maybe. Jedi. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, um... Yeah, I assume Kylo stabs Lil Yanni in the face. Yeah, so we have um, that rhino scene. I mean, it's cool. Um, yeah. The he is sensitive. Like, Yanni's force sensitive. He kills. So Yanni picks the rhino up, saves the Mandalorian, and then the Mandalorian, who has burned the rhino, he shot the rhino, he's strung the rhino up with his little rope. I don't know what he was thinking there. Basically, stabs a very big, big rhino with like a butter knife sized knife and that does a trick immediately it did yeah i'm curious if they're gonna say like oh the knife is poison or something yeah i mean i think maybe stab it in the eyeball and got in the brain i don't know i mean he killed it right quick though and then he gets the egg which is covered in hair and the draw was eat it yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah, my girlfriend I was not like, care for that either. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I and, didn't even see that. <laughs> and your girlfriend deals with more disgusting things than that on a That's daily a basis. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's if awesome. it's disgusting for yeah. a person in her profession, you know that that was utterly disgusting. I so, also think if we're going to see Jawas eat an egg and still not see their face or mouth, we're just never going to see what a Jawa looks like. No, we're not. Yeah, which is fine. I don't need to. I don't need to see that. Um, and then they, I mean, it was uh, nice that it, it was nice to add to the Jawa universe. You know, we get to see inside um, their um, Sandcrawler and see. Yeah, you that know, shot and, of him sitting in the cockpit of the Sandcrawler, like pretty much knees to his chin. Uh huh. That was great. That was great. I thought it was really good too. Yeah, I really liked that. Uh, he gets all the parts back. They bring him back to his ship. Nick Nolte helps him fix the ship up, like, pretty much overnight. And I guess he also fixes his armor up, because his armor gets obliterated by that rhino. Mm-hmm. Um, he offers Nick Nolte a position on the ship. Nick Nolte refuses. He says, you're my guest, yada, yada. Now I find well, my peace. Well, to also add to that, too, because he also said that he, you know, 
spent so much of his life basically being yeah. being an indentured servant, and then mm-hmm. we we've seen Ugnaughts before in the Star Wars universe on Bespin, um, and those are the people that take out C three PO. They're essentially indentured servants there as well, and then we also see them in Star Wars Rebels. Um, oh yeah. Um, Hondo, like, oh, man, what that's was that like, little guy's name? that's like his yeah. best friend, and they escape from a prison Melch. too. So, Melch. Um, so the Ugnaughts are like seen as the lower class. So it just makes sense that he doesn't want to serve anybody. You know, he just wants to live out his life in peace, mm-hmm. and he's grateful that the Mandalorian is bringing an end to all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, is this the last we see of Nick Nolte then? I hope it so. Would, it would seem so, but he's. One of the people listed as a as main cast on the Disney Plus, but I mean, I guess he's in a fourth of the show. Carrie yeah. still hasn't shown up yet. Whatever. Um, yeah, and then him and the baby set off into space. Uh, and you're supposed to be things. you're supposed to be led to believe that he's gonna like give up the baby alive, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not. I mean, there's no way. Probably not. Yeah. They're like best buds now. There's no there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that to your but, little buddy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully Werner Herzog will show up again next week and, and set all that stuff. Bounty straight. hunting is a dangerous profession. Complicated. <laughs> I'm gonna do that like ten more times. Yeah. Well that's the that's the shirt for the show. Um let's see if we have a description for the next chapter. We do. It's another like one sentence one, but I did want to um, do a bit where you read the description and then I extrapolate every minute detail and tell you the whole plot of it based on the one sentence. How about we have, just have me describe it and then we just end right there? So this one is being directed by Deborah Chow. No. And it is what? Do you not like her? No, I don't like your your idea. Because it sounds like you don't like Deborah Chow. No, I don't um, like your idea. So. The battered Mandalorian returns to his client for reward. <clears throat> that's episode. Uh, that's chapter three. Great. So Werner's back. Um, or it's um, his mom, the armorer. No, that's not his mom. We don't know. We know the actress who plays her. We don't know. Could be his mom. Pedro Pascal's mom. Could be his mom. No, as IG11 pointed out, different species age differently. Maybe. And as Herner Warzog says, bounty hunting is a dangerous profession. Also, that's your mom. Is a sassy profession. Wouldn't you agree? And with that, if you'd like to get a hold of us. Poboy's podcast at gmail.com. But it is poboys at gmail.com. And at poboys podcast. Hashtag Pedro Boys. What is their email address? Hashtag. It's poboys podcast. Poboys podcast. We really should come up with some Pedro Boys merch. Yeah, because our poboys merch is doing so well. I think the store is actually back up. I mean, go fool me. Goodbye.